Hi, this is Devin, and welcome to the More with Devin Show. This is your podcast where I'll help you understand how to easily release body fat, how to stay consistent with your nutrition, and how to develop a successful mindset for weight loss in an effortless way. If your goal is to lose belly fat, tone up, lose weight, or take your nutrition and fitness to the next level, this is your one-stop shop for all your needs. In this show, I will be answering your questions and helping you through your journey. If you have any questions, there's a link below where you can submit. Enjoy. Remember what the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. What's good, guys? We got another More with Devin episode. And today I'll be answering some questions as well as uh, talking about, um, you know, learning how to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And, um, you know, so those are going to be our topics. So to kind of get in this immediately, what's up, Jess? You love 1911. Good to see you. Um, so, like I said, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, learning how to be uncomfortable when it comes to, you know, reaching your goals, as well as, you know, answering some questions that people have that we'll go in depth in. But, you know, first things first, we'll go ahead and go into the aspect of, you know, learning how to be in a space of uncomfortability. And what I'm finding from, you know, an emotional place to, you know, physically, like if you want to get stronger, if you're weak, you have to overcome your weakness through, you know, resistance. And that resistance will get you stronger. If you have bad endurance, you got to like work your lungs and you have to work your heart and it gets stronger. But that process is a period of discomfort. And I'm not talking about particularly, you know, being in acute pain or bringing suffering to yourself where you're actually injuring yourself or hurting yourself or making things worse. But when where there's a place of weakness and, you know, um, you know, instability, like we have to do something about that. And, you know, whether, you know, it's something that we're dealing with within our, in our emotional self, our hearts, like, you know, a lot of times we want to like numb the pain. We want to avoid it. We want to like suppress it. But what I'm finding one of the best things that you can do is like sit with it and understand it, understand why it's there. And, you know, then from there you have to, you know, address it and invest, you know, address it with love. You know what I'm saying? Deal with it with, from a place of love, not hurting yourself or going too hard or, you know, you know, just doing too much. But at the same time, like, you have to be able to learn how to be uncomfortable and um, learn how to stay calm in the midst of being uncomfortable. And I'm seeing from my own personal experience, um, like that's the key to success. You know, when it comes to, you know, even my business, you know, had this idea to create this business and I had to go through some of the most uncomfortable circumstances that I've ever had in my entire life where I just thought to myself, if I really knew what I had to do to get to where I am, like the processes that I had to go through, I'm not sure if I really would have, went and started this business but in the by jumping in the fire you know what i'm saying you get transformed and you gotta like make it work and then it you you grow you get out your comfort zone and you grow to a to a level that you did not know was possible you didn't realize that you had certain ta talents inside of yourself that you can you know learn certain skills and be able to endure in ways that if you just kept staying in the safe zone you know maybe your life would still be you know, in a space where you're not, you know, producing at the level that you really can. And, um, you know, you have to be able to be willing to get out your comfort zone and you have to learn to become resilient and strong. And that's no different, you know, in the gym. It's the same. It's the same thing. Um, you know, learning resilience. That's what it comes down to. Learning how to listen to your body and learning how to, you know, feel that tension and being able to stay calm and clear and confident in the midst of, you know, the struggle that you got to do to break down your muscle. And um, so it's no different, you know, and if you can take that, those principles in the gym and be able to work really hard and like, you know, feel that soreness, you know, do that extra rep when you think you don't have anything left, you know, be able to, you know, increase the weight and challenge yourself, you know, in a way that's safe. Like 
you're training your mind and your body at the same time when you're doing that because you know the mind follows the body and the body follows the mind so if you can be aware and conscious of what you're doing in the gym and you've been able to make great progress you can transfer that same energy into your life and it's the same stuff you know what i'm saying and actually it's kind of the same but it's different but you know if you can push through that kind of physical pain you can sit through that emotional pain too but a lot of times we haven't been taught to you know we feel anxiety we feel you know any kind of discomfort emotionally you know we have some kind of coping mechanism whatever whether that's you know drinking eating you know whatever it may be doing smoking whatever it is you know what i'm saying whatever your vice is but that just is that's a temporary fix but it doesn't get to the root of the issue but if you can learn when you feel that like tension within your heart within your mind within your body you know emotionally if you can learn to sit with that like you become so strong and from there you get in tune with the reason that it's there and then it allows you to actually release it and um it's something that it seems like it's forever but it passes and you then have wisdom and then when those circumstances come up again you have like you know strength and resilience within yourself and you can get through those situations even faster and you know from there you know so if your mind is strong your body is strong you can come into this world and be efficient and most people don't practice getting strong physically and being able to endure most people don't deal with their emotions and the things that are deeply rooted in them. They, you know, or they overreact and are triggered for the rest of their lives where they're stuck in a cycle. <clears throat> but if you can learn to sit with that and understand and, you know, whatever the depth that it is, you know, um, really investigate. And like on the other side of that, man, is so much power, so much freedom, so much peace and, you know, so much wisdom for you to be able to take your life to, you know, your truest potential. So just wanted to bring that up and this is something that I'm personally learning, you know, uh, through meditation. I do cold showers. I do breath work. You know, I, sometimes I just sit with myself and I'm not perfect. I don't I'm not able to just every day be super positive and, you know, every single time do the right thing. That's not the case. And that's the reason I'm, you know, making these decisions to, like, learn how to heal and get in tune with who I am from within. But I can say that it's not about being perfect, but it's about moving towards it. And, um, and it, it just feels so good on the other side to realize the strength that you have you know, your ability to maintain your character and your integrity of who you say you are, even in the midst of like tough, tough times. And like I said, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't always, you know, have everything together and I do miss the mark a lot. But from there, man, you learn to forgive yourself and you move towards who you want to become. And you have to, the only way that you get there is you, it's some birth is uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like transitioning to a new grade, you know what I'm saying? Like doing a new workout, a new job, like, you know what I'm saying? Like getting in front of a crowd or moving. It's all these things that can like benefit us, but you got to be able to get out your comfort zone and, you know, not really care about how people are going to perceive you and realize that you're not going to be perfect, that you're going to make mistakes, but it's through falling forward, you gain more and more wisdom. And if you earnestly want to be better, like you're, you will get there no matter how long it takes. And it doesn't matter, you know, somebody else's journey, they're doing it faster than you or it seems like they're at a higher level than you are doing it easier. It's not about that. It's about where you are versus where you want to be. And then, you know, from there, that's where your marker is, is you versus you. So, you know, that's what I'm seeing is learning how to deal with that emotional pain, sitting with it, finding ways to like become stronger and more resilient within yourself and not learning to have more compassion for yourself and other people. And, um, you know, from that space, man, beautiful things start to manifest in your life. You, became, you become more clear, more confident, and um, more calm. And those three C's, when you got that, man, like you see life for what it is, you see yourself for what it is, you see people for what it is. You're able to make better decisions and, you know, so it's worth it. But yeah, so that's all I got to say about that. Hope I was able to give some value to anybody who needed that message. And now we're going to go ahead and go into this Q&A and um, answer some questions when it comes to 
you know, fitness and nutrition. All right, so our first question that we have, let me, let me get this together. Give me one moment so I can read it all the way. Let's see. Okay, all right, awesome. All right, so our first question that we have is, I've been doing intermittent fasting now for two years. I always work out fasted. I work out very early in the morning. I now eat only two times a day, at least at least a 16-hour fast. Most days it is a 17-hour fast. Then I wait for another six hours after my breakfast to eat lunch, dinner. These these past two weeks I have felt a sudden, uh, it's all of a sudden been a struggle with energy and shakes. I usually do 90 minutes of weight training, three times a week, 60 minutes of cardio per week, walk three to five miles per day, and ride my bike anywhere from four to 17 miles a day, depending on my energy levels. What could be the problem? That's a good question. Uh, like a lot of stuff is happening with that. So intermittent fasting, you know, the main focus when it comes to weight loss is it just shortens your time period that you eat. So then it makes it a little bit harder for you to overeat. But then at the same time, you know, there's been some studies that show that it helps with like metabolic function and anti-aging and different hormonal things and all that kind of stuff. But the main thing that, you know, you know, that it does is helps you be in a deficit, you know, easier because you're eating a less amount of time. But with you having, you know, such high level of training and, you know, working out to the capacity that you are, <clears throat> it's really essential that you also feel your body properly. So with having such a small eating window, probably you're not getting the right amount of protein as well as the right amount of nutrients. So, you know, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're training super hard, but also not fueling your body. So if you're going to intermittent fast, you need to make sure that you have enough time in your eating window where you can get really, really nutrient-dense foods, you know, making sure that you get the right amount of protein and, um, you know, from there, you know, the right amount of nutrients that you need to sustain your body with all of the exercise that you're doing. So it's not necessary, depending on, like, what your reason, reasoning is, you know, um, you know, if it's, if it's health-related or if it's, you know, you know, rooted in you being able to, you know, lose body fat, you know, I would need to know those details. But if, you know, your main focus is overall wellness and just, you know, losing body fat and just being healthy, you don't, you can, you can, you can, you can change your diet up because it's not good for you to feel that way, especially if you're not trying to like do some kind of competition where you're getting super lean and you got to like push through it. If your main goal is overall wellness, you shouldn't be feeling like that. And you need to like maybe possibly, you know, add other meals in or make sure that you're getting an adequate amount of food and nutrients, you know, minerals and vitamins, you know, in your diet to make sure that you're sustained enough to be able to, you know, fill your body and be optimal with your training and overall health. So that's what I would say with that. All right, so then we got our next question. I have been trying to incorporate apple cider vinegar in my diet by having it in the in water in the morning. However, I have to be honest, it's vile, LOL. I've tried, tried it with a teaspoon of honey, cinnamon, vanilla with water, but it's still pretty rough for me. Is apple cider vinegar that good for my body that I should consume it even when I don't find it very tasty? So, um, you know, apple cider vinegar is, you know, antimicrobial, anti, you know, bacterial. And I've taken it, you know, what I found personally, it seems to help me with my appetite. And um, it seems to, you know, kind of help me keep things clear within my, in my gut and just overall. But if it's something that's that vile to you, it's not necessary where it's going to be a make or break situation for you to, you know, um, you know, stay healthy. It's not like necessary and it's not going to be something where you stop taking it. You're going to see some huge change in your physique or your weight loss abilities. It's just another, you know, tool to kind of help optimize your body. But if it's that bad for you, then, you know, you don't need to continue to take it. And in my opinion, 
something that is making you struggle to that degree and it's a lifestyle based thing you should probably try to find another option in my opinion that's going to be something that you can do long term it's almost the same thing if you like working out or you know your diet plan is something that you absolutely hate like you're probably not going to stick with it long term to get the results that you desire or be able to maintain those results so it's all about figuring out a system that works for you that you know you enjoy and that you can do long term not to say that there's never going to be times where you have to sacrifice and get out your comfort zone like i talked about before but big picture long term you need to figure out a lifestyle a daily routine habits you know training modules and nutrition protocols that are going to be conducive to you being able to maintain it long term so all right so then our next question is what do you think about bone broth when you drink it plain do you add anything herbs veggies so bone broth is something that's really really good um you know it helps with uh collagen production as well as it uh you know it's really good for you know so collagen when your your skin hair and nails and then also it's really really good for your joints and ligaments when when it comes to helping like build cartilage keeping your tendons and joints you know uh, and ligaments you know resilient and strong um, it's a really great source of amino acids as well so you know if you're working out all the time you need to replenish that you know you train super hard you're like releasing all of these things your body is working super hard things are being broken down and you got to give it the tools to allow it to be able to recover and repair and you know recover and, and heal and so you know if you're working super hard but you're not putting that the, the things that you need in your body then you can put yourself in a position where you you know injure yourself in a way that could have been prevented you know, or you overuse a body part when you you're not allowing it to regenerate the way that it needs to um so, you know, bone broth is awesome, you know, super, super awesome if you're working out, you know what I'm saying? There's bone broth, like the actual just, you know, the bone broth that you can make, you know, with, you know, getting chicken bones and, you know, um, beef bones and like getting it out, getting it out from there, like boiling it in water. And then there's also, you know, ability just to buy it, you know, in, this, in the liquid form already, as well as they have bone broth that's powder form. You can like use it like a protein shake. And it also has like a little extra protein. And I, I use that. It's really good stuff. So I think bone broth is like a missing link that a lot of people don't talk about. That has a lot of benefits because, you know, if your connective tissue is not good, then, you know, you got super nice, strong muscles and big muscles. But then your knees is jacked up. Your wrist is jacked up. You know, ankles and, and elbows is all messed up. You know, hips. Then you're going you're gonna to be limited to your ability to continue to train and reach your full potential. So you got to take care of those, you know, those little things as well. So bone broth is an awesome Awesome thing. And then from there, you know, you want to add some herbs and veggies. Hey, this is going to make it better. It's not necessary, but, you know, you want to add some more nutrient density to it. You know, that'd be a good, a good option, a great option to add that if, you know, if you enjoy it that way. But it's not necessary when it comes to the main purposes of what bone broth is going to achieve for your body. So then from here, uh, our next question said, I'm not getting results with my usual super low calorie intake. Should I add more calories to my daily intake? So that's a really great question. So, you know, it's kind of a loaded question too. So me being a coach and coaching a lot of people, what I have found is that for the most part, um, you know, people in, a, in, in this kind of situation, there's two things that's happening. It's either one, um, it's either one is, is, is that they are having super low calorie. Let's just, I'll give you an example. Like, let's say we can say five days out of the week, Monday through Friday, crushing it. And let's just say low calorie mode, some, like, you know, there's a woman who's eating 1,200 calories, which is, you know, a pretty low amount of ca calories, you know, depending on, let's just say this woman is, you know, 150, 160, somewhere between 150, 170 pounds. They're taking the 1,200 calories, doing like five days of cardio, you know, pushing it real hard. So that amount of calories, and they're doing that, you know, five days a week, 
like on top of it perfect the weekend comes and friday comes around they you know they snacking going out to drink eating and then saturday comes around like smashing again like and then what ends up happening is that either you know they're in a slight caloric surplus or they kind of almost are like in a in a maintenance where they have did all this work for five days and it's two days of like let's just say you know three thousand four thousand around three thousand calories of super high density you know high calorie foods in those two days so you ate almost you know six to eight thousand calories from friday to sunday you know and you just threw off your overall intake for you to be in a deficit and people don't realize that they're doing that or you know actually a third way is that they um they're snacking you know so they're eating super lean and then like oh i just had some trail mix trail mix and you know that's, that's what i did like you know and they think like trail mix is fine or you know they have some kind of food that's high in calorie like a you know granola bar or something like that and um you know they don't realize that snacking is putting them at you know who knows maybe 1600 calories and maybe for them to really be in a deficit they need to be eating you know 1400 calories so then now they're like you know eating too much food where they're not losing weight but they're not thinking to themselves like these snacks that they're having periodically that are high in calories are making it where they're not being able to like continue to see weight loss and you know so i see a lot of people that do that but then the other situation that is possible is that let's just say you've been die you dieted really really hard for a duration of time where you were in a deficit on a profound level and um you know you affected your hormone levels and things of that nature then from there your metabolism can get really slow and then you know you can't you start to not be able to lose weight anymore and um and what can happen is let's just say you go into a deep deficit and then for let's just say you're dieting for you know uh you know 10 weeks and you die really 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 aggressively and then you know that 11th and 12th week maybe for three weeks you ate a whole bunch of food with your metabolism being super slow so i'll give you an example so let's just say you're eating 1200 calories and you did that on average for 10 weeks and then now you just bump your food up to 2400 calories but your metabolism can only handle 1200 and you do that you eat 1200 calories every day for you know let's even say for three weeks then now what's going to happen is that that extra 1200 calories for so that 2400 calories that extra 1200 calories that you eat is going to turn basically convert convert to body fat because your metabolism is not strong enough to be able to take in that extra food and you're increasing your food too fast so then now you're just gaining body fat and your metabolism is still not you know healthy yet so it's slow and you just gain body fat so let's say you maybe you gain i don't know 10 15 pounds which is like more than possible which i've seen people do that even in a week so you, let's say you gain 10 to 15 pounds and your metabolism is still slow so now you're in a like really precarious circumstance where slow metabolism and you got this extra body fat and then you try to like die super hard again and do all this extra stuff and you're just in like kind of this mess so what would need to happen in that circumstance is that you got to reverse diet back up and you know it's possible to po possibly be able to you know uh, start to lose that body fat again and you know if you can maintain a deficit you know for a duration of time and then gradually increase your food so your metabolism is strong and um, so if you're really in a situation where you're not, you know, um, underestimating how much uh, food that you're actually taking in and you're not being able to lose weight, then what would be best is to, you know, take a break and like increase your food back up at a rate where you're not gaining body fat because you eat too much food too fast and get that metabolism back up as high as it can get. Stay there for some time. Let your hormone levels and body just get back to a place of, you know, balance. And then from there, you know, maybe even get in a surplus for a little bit and then from there slowly start dropping that food back down 
And then, you know, that's one of the ways that you can get yourself back into a space where you're losing weight and, you know, in your body composition where you want it to be. So, like I said, first make sure that you're not snacking, you know what I'm saying, and not counting stuff because it's like, oh, it's just a little bit and it adds up. And then make sure that you're not going crazy on the weekend and mess up that whole Monday through Friday, stand on top of your diet, super on point, and then Friday night to Saturday night, Sunday night, you, you know, you mess stuff up where then now you're in a surplus or, you know, you're just at a space where you're not gaining or losing weight. So those are the three things that I would suggest, you know, doing. But I'll need more context with your diet to find out the, the specifics. But that's the things that I've seen happen in my experience as a coach. <clears throat> All right, so then next we have our next question is, when I wake up in the morning, I don't eat anything first because I work out right away. Just have a glass of milk. Any suggestions for a good quick meal that won't interfere with my workout? I don't want to get up any earlier to eat and wait 30 minutes. Definitely understand that. You know what I'm saying? Sleep is super important. And, you know, I feel that same thing. So what I would say is, you know, instead of just having a glass of milk, you know, make a protein shake, you know, a protein smoothie. You know, depending on if you're trying to gain weight, lose weight, whatever that is, you can make something really awesome. You know, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, a scoop of whey or, or so, one and a half a scoop to two scoops of whey, depending on like, you know, what your what your goals are. And then, you know, you can add some, you know, um, oats or peanut butter or, you know, some fruits, you know, spinach, make it a full profile where you got like a protein and fat, you know, carb, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, make it to the degree that, you know, what your goals are. And that'd be super fast, throw it in the blender, you know, easy, ready to go. And um, it'll set you off in a good way where you, you know, Protein, from what I'm finding, you know, it's really important to start the day off with protein and um, get that body being able to utilize it. And it makes it easier for you to hit your goals longer in the day because the longer you wait to have your protein, the harder it is to end up eating it when you got a lot of it left at night. So, like, try to start the day off with a high-protein meal, you know, um, something like, you know, like I said, a protein shake or even, like, some egg whites. That takes, like, five, ten minutes to make. It's going to set you up, you know, throw some toast in the, uh, toast in the, in the toaster, some, some, you know, some uh, Ezekiel bread or something like that. And then you got, or add some fruit to your egg whites and then you're good to go. But if you want to make it fast as possible, then, you know, just make your protein shake. That's what that would be my suggestion. And then um, our next question, last question is, um, can I damage my metabolism from too much cardio and low calorie diets? I feel hopeless. Recently, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. I actually gain while eating less than I should be able to maintain. The weight is visible, the weight is visible fat, not muscle. So I know my metabolism is damaged from previous under eating and too much cardio. I don't know how to reset my metabolism because when I eat more, I keep gaining and gaining. What can I do? So this is pretty similar to the question that I already answered before. But um, you know, it needs to be a time, and I was actually, you know, talking to one of my clients, you know, this week about this, is that, you know. Um, it's not about perpetually being in a, in a in a deficit. You know, you need to put yourself in a position where you're training and you're in the gym, you know, building muscle tissue and, um, you know, giving your body the fuel to be able to, you know, optimize and, you know, be able to, you know, perform at the highest degree. It doesn't matter if you're not an athlete, you know, if you want to feel good and look good, you got to feel your body. It's not about just starving yourself. And, um, and if you've been dieting for a super long time and doing a lot of cardio, you know, what people don't realize if you eat a low amount of food, and you just kill cardio and don't really focus on like strength training, you can change your body composition for the worse, even though the scale is reducing. So an example of this, let's just say you lose, you know, four pounds of muscle and then you lose three pounds of fat. You're going to have a higher body fat percentage. 
And then if let's say you lose four pounds of muscle and four pounds of fat, you're just going to be a, you know, you know, a skinnier version of the same body fat percentage. You're going to have the same kind of look. That's a soft look. Just going to be smaller, but it's going to look exactly the same. And, um, you know, those are not the things that we want. You know, a lot of times, you know, thousands of people that I've talked to, almost every woman that I've talked to specifically in a consultation, they say they're trying to get toned. And, you know, people say that ain't a real word. But the way I look at that is that person intuitively knows that they're trying to, like, you know, keep a good shape, which is, you know, being able to have skeletal tissue and then a lean amount of a low, a low, low body fat where everything is toned up. That's what I take from that. And almost every woman I talk to, I'm trying to look toned. And if you want to be toned, you got to put on muscle and lose body fat. You got to change your body, body composition. But it's more so about instead of the, the scale, you know, allowing yourself to reduce your body fat percentage, uh, you know, and, and maintaining a nice physique when it comes to, you know, how you look. And from what I found, you got to go for, especially for a woman, you got to go beast mode on a whole nother level to get on swole mode. Like that's it's almost impossible for a woman to really be, be training to that level. You got to take to a whole different kind of place. If you're trying to, if you think it's going to be possible for you to get swole, you know what I mean? I train super hard. I, I'm trying to get bigger. And you know what I'm saying? And it's not an easy thing. It's actually easier to lose body fat than to like get super swole. So, um, but at the same time, you know, there are outliers and, you know, you, people know what they physique, what kind of goals they're trying to reach. But I want to let women know that the chances of you working out and lifting weights, making you become bulky, it's a very, very low prob probability. You got to have crazy genetics for that to happen. And then at the same time, you know, a lot of, you know, gym goers who are looking to lose body fat, what they focus on is starving themselves and dieting and, um, and um, you know, and then, you know, doing high amounts of cardio. But if you do too much cardio and you don't strength train and you don't, you're not getting enough protein, you're not getting enough total calories, you're going to lose muscle too. And it's not going to be what you're looking for. You're not going to be happy with the results. So the best thing that you can do is, you know, uh, focus on, you know, making sure that your diet is in a proper place when it comes to the amount of protein that you need and then getting enough calories to be able to train in a way that's efficient while also allowing you to lose the body fat, you know, maintain or be able to build muscle depending on your fitness level and your experience in training and resistance training. So um, if you're in that kind of space, you got to kind of reset. Same thing I said before, we need to get our metabolism in a space where it's, it's stronger. And what I, would, what I would recommend is also tapering down your cardio because, you know, doing too much cardio is almost the same thing as having like a highly efficient car. So the difference between having like a semi truck or like a diesel gas guzzler and like a Toyota Prius, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, maybe gets 50 miles to the gallon. You actually want to be like the, uh, you know, the diesel truck where you are, you don't efficiently burn gas and like you're so that's that's almost kind of like having like a re really high metabolism in a period like a toyota period how do you say that say that car um you know that's really it really efficiently burns gas where it, it you know it, it's able to sustain it really well so with that being the case you know the more cardio you do the better in shape you get the more efficient you move the less energy your body has to use you know when it comes to you know the efforts that you're putting out so then cardio becomes less effective and then there's kind of like a place of diminishing returns. Like, let's say you start off 20 minutes of cardio, then you bump it up to 30, you bump it up to 40, then bump it up to 60, then you start increasing the intensity. It's only so hard that you can go. And if you start trying to do an hour and 30 minutes of cardio, two hours of cardio every single day, you're gonna just make, you're gonna make stuff worse for yourself. Your body's gonna break down, especially if you're doing that consistently and trying to train and eating a low amount of food. So you get to a point where cardio kind of hits its limit and then you are super in shape where now that the way that it worked for you, maybe when you were even only doing 
you know, 20, 30 minutes of cardio over the way it worked when you initially started doing an hour cardio, it ain't going to keep working like that because you're going to get in better shape. So the goal that I, you know, focus on with my clients that are really trying to optimize their body composition and we're like really locked in is the goal is to eat as much food as possible while doing the least amount of cardio. And then what's going to happen eventually, it's going to come to a point where you start to decrease food and increase cardio. And then, you know, we, we do that at, you know, the moment that is needed. So then cardio can be a tool to help us get in a deeper deficit. And then the food reducing is putting us in a position to also put us in a deeper deficit. And we use that at the right time period versus immediately gung-ho, calories super low, cardio super high. You don't have any room to continue to make progress. So that's what I would suggest with that. Hope that answered your questions. That's all I'm going to go. We're going to go ahead and get off of here. I hope I was able to bring some value to you guys. I appreciate everybody that's on here. What's up, Dashiell? What's up, Justin? Majestic. Uh, Adish. What up, Sarah? C. Williams. I appreciate everybody that's been on here showing love. Really appreciate it, guys. And, um, you know, uh, if you have any kind of questions that you want answered, either DM me or there will be a link in the, in the comments for you to be able to submit your questions. Um, so appreciate all the support. As I always say, remember what the mind can conceive, it can achieve. Remember what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So peace out, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you're leaving with some great things that can help you with your fitness and nutrition goals. Now go out there and make it happen. Remember what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Until next time.